Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Magically Mundane. I am your host, Athan Ambrose. I am very excited to be back and recording with you guys today. I've missed doing the show, but due to some personal reasons, I had to take a little break and that's okay. A delay is not a denial of my dreams or my goals, but I will say um, my grandfather did pass away and he was one of the people who raised me and made me the person that I am today. So wherever you are, Joe, I love you and I miss you. And just wanted to give Papa Ambrose a little shout out on today's podcast. Gotta immortalize him. So that being said, I've missed you all. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about witchcraft with no tools, a beginner's tale. And a beginner's tale, uh, I think is going to be really cool way of can't speak (laughs) I came up with a beginner's tale because at the beginning of writing for this episode it was supposed to be like an episode talking about you know my journey where it started when I first started practicing magic and the more I you know thought about it and wrote about it, I was like, I really didn't have any of the fancy aesthetics and tools that you see online nowadays. Um, I think we're in an age of aesthetics and I think aesthetics are very important when uh, casting spells sometimes because it can help get you into the mindset that you need to be in Uh, to cast a spell. I do believe that internal circumstances affect external uh, circumstances when casting uh, magic. But at one point, at the very beginning of my practice, I can honestly say I didn't have anything but myself. And it wasn't because, you know, I didn't have the money to go out and buy anything. At that point, I was still living at home and my mother was a helicopter parent. And so I was so terrified of her finding things in my room, especially because she was always in there just going through stuff for for God knows what reason. And by us, you know, being Baptist growing up, I couldn't have certain things around me. So the internet was my tool. That's why I learned my craft and I was sure to delete that web history after uh, learning for the night. I mean, delete that and other things because I was a teenager and you can fill in the gaps with that. Um, (laughs) um, So as I was thinking about a beginner's tale, you you know, no tools. I remember when I first started my practice, I only really used energy. Uh, which to cast spells and the energy that I would gather it wasn't from herbs it wasn't from uh, you know using a, a wand it wasn't from a cauldron I learned how to manipulate energy 
by pulling energy from the earth and the universe first, pulling that energy into myself, mixing that energy with my own energy by letting it circulate in my sea of chi or like my stomach area and then pushing that energy out of my hands and creating like a ball of energy. And that's where Athens started, energy manipulation. And I can honestly say, if you stay with me, I'm going some more with this because I see so many spells where, you know, and this can also be for like time's sake or the fact that, you know, we don't speak out everything that we're doing in a spell when we do a spell live on Instagram or TikTok. But sometimes I'll notice that there is a tendency to kind of just throw a bunch of ingredients together and then light a candle and then boom, bam, people will say, that's my spell. But for me, and what I've noticed is, and just in my own practice, that energy will and intention that's the power behind the spell you know that's that's the that's the the meat um and i think a lot of times if you're someone who kind of just goes off of what you see online and you don't do any research behind that you'll think if i just throw some stuff in a pot you know that's just that's just a spell it won't be or it won't be a very strong and potent one, I'll say. So when you are gathering energy, you know, from wherever you gather energy from, you know, the earth or the universe or from ancestors or angels or demons, whatever you work with, that's the force behind the spell. So getting back to you know, what I used to do when I first started my practice, I knew that the earth was a free source of energy and it felt the safest to me at the time because I was deconstructing uh, Christianity and I was trying to find myself and I guess pulling energy from the earth and from the universe felt the safest for me to start out with. And as I learned to pull that energy into myself, and then out, you know, past my hands and creating like the balls of energy. That was the very first thing that I would recommend for anyone because once you can pull energy and manipulate it and concentrate it, you can do anything with it that you desire. So once you get your ball of energy, you are going to give it an intention. And the intention that you give it is based off of what are you willing into this ball of energy? What are you willing into this construct that you've made? Um, What does it look like? Is it a very serene aura around it? Is it very staticky? What color is it? Are you trying to make a barrier with this energy that you now possess within your hands? If so, maybe you can go about using the color white in your visualizations as you hold this ball of energy inside of your hands. So as you have this white ball of energy, and what I would do next 
And what I learned to do next and you know, the beginning of my practice was to create constructs with this energy. So a protection spell for me now may look something like a few herbs, uh, a black candle, some, some words that may be said, um, feeding it my energy, then lighting the candle with maybe like a petition paper underneath it. But back then it was more so pulling in this energy, creating this construct, giving it a purpose, and then shaping it over the item or place or thing that I'm trying to protect, right? So once you gather your energy, you give it the intention and it's like a ball of energy in your hand, you're gonna project it out over, let's just say your room. That was one of the first spells I did because I always felt like my mom was invading my space and privacy. So I did an energetic barrier over my room to keep out, um, to keep out. I don't think it was that specific to say my mother, but I do know I remember saying to keep out um, negative energy and to keep out people who are nosy. So you do with that as you will. My mother didn't cross my room, <laughs> didn't cross the threshold of my room for a very long time, which is very interesting because my mother was very hands-on and very helicoptery. So she would enter inside of my room whenever she felt like it. But after I set that barrier, she did not want to enter my room at all. She would speak to me from the hallway. She would stand at the door, but she never actually could cross the threshold. So that's one way um, that I began uh, practicing magic without tools. It's just learning energy manipulation. And for those who would be like, oh, that's not enough power. It's not gonna last that long. Here's the thing. I would tether that either to the moon or the sun or just like I gathered energy before, I would just gather energy again and replenish the ward as needed, repeating the same process and just adding more energy to it. So practicing magic without tools is very much so doable and viable. You just have to be smart about it. And if you want to have a reserve for yourself, think you'll like this next tip. So starting from the beginning, if you take in that energy, you create your ball of energy and you don't give it an intention yet, you can concentrate it into a certain space in your room, or you can just push that energy into an item not using the item to cast spells with, but just using the item as a place to hold this energy that you've gathered from the universe or the earth. And so I would do that as well. I would gather the energy, I would take it, and I would push that energy out into uh, an object, or I may leave the ball of energy sitting on something as simple as like my desk, and I would lock it. And you can lock the energy into the same space so it doesn't disperse by doing certain sigils 
or you can use a technique called psychic writing where you might write like a word um, in the air over like your ball of energy and it would say something like uh, this energy is contained you might write that energy you might write that in your mind's eye over this ball of energy that you've created and sat down somewhere but the the purpose of this is to create a sort of magical battery for yourself because as a witch you may not cast spells every day but meditation is a great part of a daily practice so meditating while adding to this ball of energy that you have will be able to teach you meditation grounding and centering yourself as well as having like a little ball of energy that you can tap into at any time for any purpose for any spell and I find that might be helpful for for a lot of closet witches or for witches who um, don't necessarily like to work with uh, deities or or spirits, or they're not on that path to ancestral veneration just yet. So they just kind of just want to work with things that feel simple for their life, feel easy for their life, right? And so there would be times where I would, you know, store energy for a while. And then when I had to do something big, I would go to that object that I've imbued with that energy or I would go back to the ball of energy itself that I've sat somewhere and locked and sealed and basically absorb it back into myself just so I could release it again for the spell that I was doing. And what a spell would look like for me in those days, I would say, would be to, first of all, visualize what it was that I was doing, uh, what my goal was, um, I would visualize what color the energy would be that I'm releasing from myself towards my goal. I would use chanting to raise the energy and direct it somewhere. And then I would imagine it leaving me. And as it would leave me, I would also picture what it was that I was trying to do and what's the outcome of what I've just done. And while all of this is happening, you also want to be in a mental space of, I already have it, and a mental space of, I know what this feels like. And I know if you're broke and you're casting a spell for money, you're like, well, I don't know what money feels like right now. That's the beauty of magic by going into like trance and and focusing on what it would feel like, what it would be like. You're putting yourself in those future shoes, which can help guide the energy towards your goal. So although I would say witchcraft without tools can be a very tricky task sometimes, I'll say that you'll be a better witch because of it. I'll say that once you master this way of thinking and energy control you'll be able to do nearly anything that you put your mind to magically especially if you're given the tools like i can honestly say now that i'm grown and i have my own place my own shit my own altar set up my own herbs everything i can say that the energy work that i do now with these tools is a lot more amplified 
um, than someone just starting out with just tools and no idea of like the internal circumstances that have to kind of happen for you to cast a spell. Um, And I can honestly say, you know, once you get good at energy work, you'll be very surprised about the weird things that that'll happen around you. Um, Your energy is kind of like vibrant now and it's affecting the environment around you a little bit. If you're pissed, the lights may flicker a little bit. I know that sounds like crazy, but this is just from my experience when I was growing up uh, doing uh, witchcraft uh, in the beginning. Once I kind of understood that, hey, I don't do magic. I am magic. It made a big difference to my practice. And even now, you can do minimalistic things with tools once you kind of understand the basics of energy manipulation and dealing with like your ego and internal circumstances which by the way and this may be very controversial but i'm gonna say this i do not think you have to do shadow work to be successful at spellcasting. And my reasoning for that is the goal behind shadow work is understanding and learning yourself, becoming self-aware of your toxic traits and habits, and basically becoming a a better person because of it. And I can honestly say, you don't need to be a better person to cast a spell. Spells are gathering of energy, adding your will to it, and then letting the universe do its job. If you believe it's, you know, the universe or however you believe a spell works, it's magic is not inherently good or evil. It's just magic. So this belief that I'm seeing personally of you have to be a good person or you have to do like this internal working in order to cast a spell, I completely disagree with because I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot, I've met a lot of toxic fuckers who have done not a drop of shadow work, but their spells will knock your socks off. That's just the truth according to Athen. Do with that as you will. If you have a different opinion, I would love to hear it. But that is the truth according to to Sophia. But um, enough of that box. Um, I think if anyone out there is starting witchcraft uh, at square one and you're listening to this episode, I would say... Work on meditating. Work on uh, breathing. Work on visualizing. Visualization. Visualization is a very big part of what we do. And work on 
fixing and aligning internal circumstances within yourself, um, such as just believing the outcome of what you're asking for, or faking it till you fucking make it. Because at the end of the day, you just have to kind of get yourself in a place, even if it's just for a moment, even if it's just for a moment during the spell, um, or well, while you're casting the spell, that you believe that this goal is very much so possible, you'll be able to achieve so much. And you can do it with a candle. You can do it without a candle. You are magic. You don't do magic. You are magic. So that is a little bit of what I wanted to get into today. Um, It's not going to be a crazy long episode. Uh, Please keep an eye out on the YouTube channel for me to upload some visuals. I'm very excited to get out to you guys. And I'm thinking about doing TikTok. I'm really thinking about it. But then every time I see something on there, that just be like, what the fuck is this? It pushes me back from doing it. But I think I think I may I may get on the talk of Tick if they don't ban it in the US soon. So as always, I hope you guys are happy, healthy, and doing well. And remember to always add a little magic to your life. Hey, it's Athan. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow me on Instagram at magically underscore mundane podcast or on my Facebook page at magically mundane podcast. And remember, always add a little magic to your life.